So I guess we'll go ahead and get started. Um, this is the Hip Hop Family Tree panel. Uh, this is Ed Piscor. He's the creator, writer, and artist on Hip Hop Family Tree. We're just going to discuss Hip Hop Family Tree, if that's all right with you. Yeah. The first question, the first thing I actually want to cover, there's been the announcement, I guess it's in previews now, Hip Hop Family Tree is going to go monthly. So what's, what's the deal? Is it, so you, right now you're reprinting the collections? We are. Uh, you know, as evidenced by the, the multitudes of the, the crowd for, for our discussion, uh, the bulk <laughs> of my audience, the New York Times best-selling hip-hop family tree, the bulk of the audience is bookstore patrons mm -hmm. uh, and, and record store patrons. Like, we have some foothold in the comic shops, but not so much. A lot of people might not want to gamble $28 on a book that they've never seen, like in the comic shop, you know what I'm saying? So what we're doing is we're breaking down the big books, each, each volume of which there are three in existence. Uh, each volume can yield four issues worth of monthly comics. So there's a third one coming out in like a month and a half, and uh, which is to say there are 12 issues of monthly comics in the can. So when book three comes out, issue one will be out, which will be the first quarter of volume one in comic book <laughs> form with like uh, a lot of kind of commentary information in the back mm -hmm. that kind of explains a little bit further the comics that you're reading in that particular issue. You know, I, lot, I learned a lot of stuff since putting the, the, those comics together in like 2012. So I just wanted to make it a more rich experience. And then, so when when you catch up, when those twelve issues come out, is the thirteenth issue going to hit monthly as well? Like the very yeah, next yeah. Month? Like so I like, like to be honest, there's there's fourteen issues worth of yeah. stuff in the can because I'm halfway done with book four. Yeah. Um. So I got enough lead time for there to be probably, you know, close to twenty monthly issues before before I just get get caught and and then it becomes a more sporadic thing. How is that going to affect the web comic? It's not. So you're still coming out every uh, every Tuesday. Yeah, the whole. Point? Well, I'm not coming out this next Tuesday just yeah. because I'm here. <laughs> Been here yeah. for like five days, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to affect the web comic at all. Like my whole thing is, I'm just going to deliver my comic in the format that a reader feels like reading it. So every page will be online for free, forever. Um, if that's what you choose to check it out, you know your 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 platform or whatever. Um, the big books and then the monthly comics. So, uh, so you're you, adding another medium to. The, uh, I am yeah. like the 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 stuff is all there for free. Like you could read uh, the newest pages that I have mm -hmm. uh, online for nothing. Like I don't want to take anybody's money. Like I, I you know I trust the good taste in my readers, and uh, you know my stuff is out there, so you can read it and make your determination if you want to 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 have uh, the book or not. So we essentially. So if you're going to be doing the 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 web comic, and that's going to be collecting into issues, I mean, I guess you're you're going to continue doing the web comic, so you're always going to have a little bit of a leeway on the issues themselves. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Like, <laughs> Eventually, like you know. uh, there's a certain like, you know, summertime. There's a lot of travel. I just got back from Norway like two days before coming here. Um, you know, I'll be going to Denmark in August. I'll be going to when I come home from Denmark. I'll be home for like a week and then I'm going to Korea. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like so the, I'm not going to be doing much drawing like at, at that period of time. But whenever yeah. I'm home, you know, I, I really, uh, you know, work my butt off getting, yeah. getting these strips together. And then um, one last question about the monthlies is this is the first monthly book that Fantagraphics has ever done, right? That's true. That's true. They, they did uh, the comics journal, which which wasn't. A monthly comic but more like a trade journal but that's the closest thing they put out on 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 that kind of a schedule so we're we're sort of you know we're doing something unprecedented in in comics like this has never been done so in august you know we'll discover if there's a reason that it's never been done you know it's a no-lose situation for me because i like the idea of just this kind of this, this interesting experiment to see what happens if you break a big book up in, into monthly issues and deliver it to people who've never seen it before? Uh, you know, the thing will be new to a vast number of people. Downstairs at the, on the floor, like, I met a lot of people who never heard of my comic. And I just passed off, like, our free comic book day comic to them. Like, yesterday, they came, came back today and bought, bought the book. 
Um, so I'm not feeling bad about it at all. Like, if it fails, it was worth a shot. And if it's a success, then obviously it's a positive. Did Fanographics approach you about it and ask you about doing it? No, I just, um, our free comic book day comics are kind of like wild hits. Um, I like the format. The, the, the pages reduce pretty well for that size. And uh, they were doing some other kind of floppy comics, some Gilbert Hernandez mm -hmm. stuff. Like he has got a book out called Blubber. And I just asked, asked them like, hey, man, let, let me do a monthly comic. <laughs> and I made them a lot of money. So they're, they're, they're happy to like, they're receptive to my ideas. Yeah. Did you have any idea? I mean, like when you started doing the Hip Hop Family Tree, you had, you probably had no intention of being like as big of a seller. Did you think it was going to do that Of course I well? had that intention, yeah. man. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe intention, but did you think that it was, it was going to get bigger. the response it did? I wanted to be bigger. I don't see a ceiling on this thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like like I like I actually hold my publishers responsible for it not being even more popular just because it sold out. They low printed really, that really, first really the first fast. one, right? So yeah, like the, the the first printing sold out in two days. They reprinted it and it didn't hit the United States for another three months after that. It pumped up the prices of those existing you know that existing print run to the point where it was like going for like hundred fifty dollars on eBay. When it finally when the reprints finally hit, sold out in eight days. You know, and then and then uh, like the next month, the third printing sold out. So like, you know, in that lag time, we could have probably doubled the numbers. So so uh, I just on to be honest, like putting this first strip out there, um, the crazy response that we got just from putting it online. Mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be popular. Yeah. Yeah. But but you don't like I didn't make the thing with that in mind. I was just going to yeah. make the comic I was going to make. And the fact that. Uh, that people responded to it, um, you know, it's a positive. Yeah. Being that, so when you go to a monthly, I know with Hip Hop Family Tree, you got, you got the page coming out every Tuesday yeah. for the most part. And, I mean, it takes, it takes you do the research, you do the writing, you do so much. It takes you that week yeah. to do that page. I mean, when sure. it comes to a monthly, I mean, the, most people are looking at like a page a day when you do a monthly comic. You, like, like meaning uh the the cart the yeah creative. like the well see that's that's you, like you know that's <laughs> yeah i'm not a penciler i'm yeah. not an anchor yeah you're you know what i mean i'm a cartoonist cartoon. yeah and uh and there is a difference because like i am not like an employee guy like i just make my thing you know with nobody telling me what to do which is important to me um and i can i can reliably do two pages a week that's it like the the kind of system i've created for myself um, whatever I do in comics, it's just a personal exercise. So right now, uh, what I sort of have intended to be is a part of that pantheon of weekly cartoonists like um, Hal Foster, who did Prince Valiant or something. Like, I want to try to tap into that and see what it's like to be a weekly cartoon, to, to have a regular strip. Mm -hmm. um, so the weekly deadline is, is, is all that matters. Um, and I don't quite project too far uh in advance of like where the story is going to go or anything like that um now i put out two pages per week and you know that's a battle that i can win i've i've come up with a good enough system where i take like a day or two to write um then a few more days to pencil and ink and then a day to color and then wash rinse repeat 45 weeks later uh, <laughs> i have a book's worth of material and then I spent a couple of months, like, you know, basically the rest of the year mm -hmm. to, to design the actual book. Mm -hmm. um, like, believe it or not, like the cover is something I put a lot of thought into and <laughs> takes about a month for me to just design the cover. I, I come up with a lot of ideas before I commit to that. Um, so it's like whenever I have the, those uh, 45 weeks worth of strips together, that becomes the busiest time of my life because I keep the strips going, but now I'm also have a second job of designing a book. So now doing the monthlies, I actually have three jobs because it's the big books and then I'm drawing fresh covers for the, the monthlies and then I'm drawing fresh like splash pages that are reminiscent of like 1960s Marvel, like Jack Kirby, Fantastic Four yeah. splash pages uh, for every book. And that just, you know, that, that makes my gig like a um, seven-day-a-week thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, 
it's my choice. Yeah, and we say like you spend the two days writing. Is that like the research and everything for that page? It is. It is. I I, I immerse myself in in everything that I can discover about whatever particular moment I'm going to be covering in the in the next strip. Mm-hmm. A- any kind of interview or essay about that moment. Um, if there's like a snippet from a from a documentary, there are a lot of radio interviews that are archived on YouTube. Um, I just immerse myself in it all. Um, at this point now, like I have many, many phone numbers of of like hip hop impresarios and and MCs and and DJs and stuff. And every now and again, like like you know, I, I will go to that and and talk to people. Um, but just the way that hip hop works, um, I can't use a lot of the information for many reasons. Slander, libel, because like they just. <laughs> They just kind of go off on somebody, but also a, a lot of MCs and rappers. Just the way hip hop works, you have to. It's it's a hyperbolic culture where where you puff your chest out and you you make yourself really cool, um, and then you kind of like torpedo your enemy. So so there's like I could tell that some of the stuff that I get <laughs> is just I can't I can't I can't even. It's so hyperbolic and, and and out there. I can't find a second source. So it's a little bit. I gotta err on the side of caution and just not include yeah. some of that stuff if I can't get somebody else to 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 back back up those ideas. So I know like you've had you've had people probably say something to you about oh it didn't happen like that or that didn't happen or why'd you write it like that? Do you get any of that or is everybody pretty much not so much say it's legit? Not so much. I, I uh, had 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 one guy get salty because um I didn't give him a copy um of, of the book, which which I which I would have Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I didn't have his contact info. I, mm-hmm. um, I just didn't have a vector to get to him. Yeah. And to be honest, if he would have asked, like, kind of just like man to man, if he didn't try to try to punk me or something, yeah. uh, like it would have been no problem. I would have hooked him up, but, but he, uh, like added me as a friend on Facebook, like put something real weird on my, on my <laughs> on my wall. It just sounds so corny talking about this Facebook nonsense. But what happened was my kids, I have a 14 year old sister and she called me up. There's somebody who wants to kill you. <laughs> she saw it on my Facebook and, and it actually, it made me crazy. It made me super mad that she was like nervous for me. And so, so I just like yeah. blocked that dude and was just like, you know, fuck you, man. Yeah. Anybody um, that like told you a story upset that you didn't you didn't trust them enough to publish it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That's I just said <laughs> that's, that. Like, that's the same. That, okay, so that was that same kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't the same guy. Oh, yeah. But, oh, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. Like I, I got a lot of stuff. You know, like stuff about like mafia connections and like the only. It's yeah. just all this stuff. That just it's like, just impossible to to print because. Uh, there's just nothing to back it up. Yeah, and, and they and, come at you and they're like, "Oh man, why why didn't you why didn't you print my story, man?" No, no, I no, I <laughs> no, nah, they it was never anything like that. Yeah, but I definitely have heard <laughs> some stuff about like how, like the New York mafia families funded this or that, but that that's not going in there. What uh, so you started off with early early hip hop like. Yeah. You start off pretty much with um. You start off with graffiti. I'm trying to remember like where well, where cool it all kind of came together. Yeah, I start with Cool Herc. I mean, it it goes beyond that. But the comic is called Hip Hop Family Tree. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm talking about like direct connections. So I'm not gonna be talking about like you know, um, like the last poets didn't like nobody bumped into the last poets and then like did hip hop stuff. So like you know mm-hmm. like. There will be people who who will cry about like why just cool Herc you know yeah. this came first and that came first and it's like show me a direct connection to the South Bronx with this guy or that guy like, so that's cornball stuff but but cool Herc played these parties where the next generation of hip hoppers attended built upon what he laid down so on and so forth to the point where we got we have this like you know multicultural. Um, universal phenomenon and that's what's interesting to me like the kind of human connections like you don't even have to like hip-hop to be into the comic because the music isn't isn't really the most important focus the the focus is on the human relationships and the interesting circumstances and happy accidents that that went into creating this thing it's a it's a world building exercise yeah when you uh you talk about the connections between people mm-hmm. when you're writing you started with with cool herc did 
do you look at say okay where can i go from like who's the next person i'm going to do you you do you look ahead like that is or how do you look ahead to the next one it's real i mean history is in stone so it was real logical to because you know grandmaster flash and bimbata and Mm -hmm. and you know grand wizard theodore grandmaster kaz like these people attended the cool herc parties and you could find lots of documentation on that um so then you go to those guys and they influence a bunch of people and uh, it's 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 very very. If you just kind of like step back, you take a break, and you you kind of sit just just re. If you research enough, it's it's it just lays itself out so perfectly. Yeah, it's so linear and clear that that uh, it's it's a breeze. And what about now that you're getting bigger? I mean, there's tons of people in the tree now, and you yeah. you got West Coast now and yeah. everything. I mean, is it starting to get harder to recognize, or is not it not harder? Spread? You just have to take your time. And 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 the 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 situation I created for myself is perfect for that. Just just two pages, just two pages. I, like I have enough of knowledge of the records to know what absolutely needs to be covered for this particular year that I'm covering. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other really, like really important milestones of these years. You know, maybe it's a feature film, maybe it's a documentary, uh, maybe it's an appearance. You know, the the New York City Breakers danced at uh, Ronald Reagan's inauguration or something <laughs> like this. Like, you know, you include you include those kind of milestones. Um, and so, like, when you have that kind of stuff in 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 place, then you just kind of parse it out and 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 dig deeper into each of those moments, and then that leads down other paths mm-hmm. and. You know, yeah. the 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 main reason that I chose the publisher that I chose is because they have no problem with me allowing the comic to breathe, and they want no circumscribed plot. Like they're not signing off on anything. You know what I mean? If I would have went to a New York City publisher, uh, which I have gotten offers, and I would have made ten times the money that I made. Yeah. Um, they wanted like a 200 page book that would go from cool Herc to like the death of Tupac or something, something that was like, you know, one <laughs> thing that could fit on the shelf and you have to cram it all in there. And that's, that's corny, you know, that's stupid. Yeah. Um, so just these two page bits and I just let the, uh, the story breathe. I consider myself to be kind of like an archeologist uh, discovering mm-hmm. information. And I actually think it's kind of important to, to note that I am no, by no means, am I an expert in hip hop culture? Like what my comic is and what the way that it should be read uh, is from the voice of like an eternal student in the form. And I'm just kind of like unearthing these things that I'm excited to share, mm-hmm. you know? So like by no means, um, you know, can, am, am I like a trivial, a trivia expert? I mean, I kind of am to be <laughs> honest, but, but I will get stuff wrong. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're a student, and yeah. it's, this is almost like your paper, <laughs> like this is your this is your your it's, journal. It's, it it this is. is I consider it to be yeah. a thesis, and it's yeah. a thesis of several things. It's my thesis on the relationship between comics and hip hop. It's my thesis on community, on 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 the development of culture. It's my, it, it, there's a there's a lot that's that's caught up in it, and it's it's all you know, fairly intellectualized. Uh, if I may say so, um, and and you know I like I just won't apologize for that. Like I'm not just going to try to dumb it down. Yeah. Um, like I'm going to be very earnest and and serious about this. Um, you would, uh, with with Fanographics and they're 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 giving you room to breathe. Do you get any editorial from them at all? Any yeah because recommendations mm-hmm, because I never paid attention in English class, <laughs> so I don't know uh, like how commas work sometimes and apostrophes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I've recognized patterns in my copy editing, so I should just do the opposite of what I normally do, and and it it should all be right. But that's it. Yeah. They just dot my eyes and cross my t's, man. Do they check basically? Do they see what you post on Boing Boing, and that what they use, or like, do they? No, get no, a, no. You, you, you do know, they get I, earlier I, than I, that. Yeah, I compile the the pages, and then I tweak them even further, some yeah. of the color and things, and then you know they get the book and they give it many passes because I screw up the <laughs> the grammar a lot. Um, but like I said, I was drawing, I just wanted to be a penciler when I was a kid, man. So I was just drawing during English class. I couldn't be, be bothered with, uh, diagramming sentences or whatever. <laughs> and you went to the Kubert school is where you, you studied cartooning, right? I went there for one year and yeah. it's funny because, because, uh, 
here this weekend, I bumped into three guys who I uh, who who were in my class, hmm. and uh, and it was funny because I haven't seen them like since then. That was the year two thousand, so I haven't seen them in in fifteen years, you know. Um, but uh, the school is kind of, you know, it's kind of whack. It, like it's it's a trade school, and it teaches you to be like a functional illustrator. So, mm-hmm. you know, you. It, they create a system where you know you can get your work in on time, but it doesn't mean anything about like the art of it or or quality. It's about like competency. And mm-hmm. the last thing, like if you consider yourself an artist, the last thing you want to hear, the last reaction you want or adjective used for your work is competent. <laughs> and my and the and those bros that I saw downstairs, they're very competent. <laughs> <laughs> um. So in the time that you've been working on this, obviously you um. You've been a, a fan of hip hop for a long time, but even way well before you started doing the book. Yeah, sure. What was initially drew you to hip hop? I was just born into it. I, I was um, born in 1982. Um, hip hop was already kind of like a national fad at the very least. You know, like you couldn't mm-hmm. like as I got older. You know, to the age where I had friends and and classmates where we would have roller skate rink uh birthday parties yeah. you would hear nucleus records or or like africa bambata and yeah. stuff like so like it was already um just kind of all over the place um the neighborhood that i'm from um w- our family our household was the only um white family um in w- within like several blocks um so there would be people just kind of cooling out with with um the radios whenever we would play around at the playground like waiting to get um, next on the basketball court or something. Um, people would just crowd around and, and just like form rap ciphers and stuff. And I was just like hey. a little nerd, like watching. <laughs> um, so I've, al- I've always been into it. And, and uh, there aren't many other cartoonists that, that, that have the kind of base knowledge of hip hop um, or the willingness to do the homework to kind of put this kind of history together. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I am like the, the cartoonist for the job. Yeah. How much, being that you've already, you've already been a fan and you've, you've been part of hip hop, how much has, um, has your uh, opinion of hip hop or any of your feelings about things that you loved when you were younger, has any of that changed since you've been working on this book? Um, not really. Uh, like, like I, I don't deal much with nostalgia. Um, and... And it, it truly, like my, my love of hip-hop, it, it can't be considered nostalgia because to me, nostalgia means, um, you know, you were into this thing as a kid and then you put it away and now you're old and square and married and, and then you're like reliving your youth or something. But like, I never stop, you know, like I never yeah. stop looking at this stuff yeah. or listening to this stuff. So it's just like, it's always been a part, it's like DNA. Yeah. So you just kind of just, it's just another version of what you've already had. Just, yeah, yeah, just, it's just, it's breathing, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know, like, for me, I, I wasn't really introduced to hip-hop until I was about seven. Mm-hmm. And, like, you, recently you did the uh, the um, coming together of the Fresh Prince and uh, Jazzy Jeff was yeah. one of the ones you did. And that's that was my introduction, introduction to hip-hop. Yeah. Um, where I lived was pre- predominantly white. Yeah. And uh, they actually went to day camp in, in the city. And the day camp was predominantly black. And that's when I was introduced to hip hop. Hmm. And that's when it opened like my life to this whole world that didn't exist at all. Sure. So for you, for me to read Hip Hop Family Tree, and I was as far as I knew, hip hop existed in nineteen eighty seven. <laughs> that's that's when it started, you know, nineteen eighty six. Sure. And uh but it for me to be able to read Hip Hop Family Tree and kind of see everything that happened before that, now I feel like it it is more a part of me now. I feel like I joined in a little earlier than I used to. That's a big compliment, man. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, I was going to open up uh, questions. I'm sure you're hoping you guys have a lot of questions. Um, anybody want to start? I can keep talking too. <laughs> yeah, this is the part where I get too shy to even look at the crowd t- for fear of not seeing one hand. So <laughs> okay. I'll just stare at my microphone. Kells. Hey. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like off the top of my head, I can't think of like like a wild example, but I can think of that exact example that you mentioned about the glasses. I do remember that one, and that was uh, this rapper named Kumo D had these very interesting shades that kind of wrap around his head, and 
I just needed to to like I needed a good picture of what that looked like. Like any kind of music video uh where he's wearing those things. Uh any music video that I would find on YouTube was pulled off of VHS tape, you know, that was transmitted on a cathode ray tube television, which is to say it was very smeary and my bad vision just couldn't interpret that so well. And I just didn't know what to call the like like I didn't know this Google syntax to put into the computer to like see what that was. And uh, I have to say that this comic, it would be completely impossible for this comic to be constructed if it wasn't for the internet, uh, YouTube, and the ability to crowdsource information. Because like I said, I am not uh, all this all-knowing guy. But I, I do think that I do know the questions to ask. Uh, and... and uh, and and this takes many forms and and certainly you know i knew to ask the crowd because i've accumulated a very hip hop centric uh audience that there will be people that know these the, the name of these glasses so like you know <laughs> just put that call out on twitter and instantaneously i get i get uh the answer and then i could like keep going you know working on my job. Um, the fashion of hip hop though, what I will say is that uh, that was a big interest for me for just doing this comic. Um, I've been toying with the idea for many, many, many years, even like back to my teenage years of doing some sort of hip hop centric comic story, just like a, it could have been a crime story just set in the landscape of like a 1970s, early 80s New York, because I like uh, a lot of New York, New York 1970s film, Scorsese. Uh, I, and I certainly like the fashion of old hip hop. And then it just came to me just to just like, why not just do a very linear history of rap so that I could include not just the fashion of that period, but the fashion of like the 90s that I like, like all that stuff. You know, like it's very crucial. Like there's the visual component of it makes it yield just a, a better comic. You know, like, like it's, it, it fits perfectly. You've been using uh, Facebook a lot to, um, I know when you were doing those Marvel 25th anniversary-esque covers, and you did uh, hip-hop artists all the way around the outside, and I remember you asked, basically asked Facebook, like, all right, start throwing some names out there. Yeah. Like, the way that I work, like, like, if you add me on Facebook, like, you can keep up to date. Like, I post the stuff that I work on, like, the second after I finish it. Um, and so I was sh- like kind of showing off this idea I had for, for a cover design. And then, you know, you have to populate this thing. And wh- when I asked people to just like call off some names, that was a big inspiration because like maybe that, you know, they, a lot of people put some rappers into my mind that I just wasn't thinking about at the time. And I'm like, oh, yes, of course, that's genius. And, and then, and you know, and I take credit for that at the, at the very end. <laughs> Do you feel like um, using the community like that, is it, is it helping you kind of like keep energized and working on this or it makes you feel part of you know, something bigger? It's just, it's just uh, the, in the way that hip hop is, is a communal kind of culture. Um, it just, it's like we're all working together for for like one goal to just like make this like comprehensive history thing you know like that's sort yeah. of that's sort of how how I take it so it's like it's like um you know they're on my team and 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 uh my readers like put a lot of faith and trust into me and and that takes many forms as well because uh I did I'd say about a month and a half ago there was you know I have I have vanity and I uh take a look on Twitter and see like what people say about hip hop family tree, what, what people say about me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody put like a weird uh, tweet out about my comic. Um, I don't quite remember what it said, but it was funny and negative, but, but I, and I don't respond to that stuff cause I, cause I really don't care in that way, but it was <laughs> funny and I retweeted it because I was like, Oh, that's a good one. And then like all of my followers were like, you should end your life and like you like I hope you right. die like to and I'm just like whoa 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 like and I like <laughs> took the retweet away because I was like oh I wasn't looking for this I thought like everybody would just kind of chuckle in the same way that I did like but I I don't need soldiers 
you know we're, we're just having fun here man this is comics like it's supposed to be about having a good time not like murder oh what kind of response are you getting are you getting mostly positive about yeah, it? yeah, almost unanimously. You know, there's yeah. like a couple knuckleheads here or there, but just by mm-hmm. virtue of putting work out there, that 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 will happen. Yeah. Um, and that those people immediately get canc- canceled out. Um, <laughs> when things like you know two weeks ago, like Ice Cube <laughs> tweets my comics. You know, on Throwback Thursdays, I, I threw I, I I put together a strip where he met Dr. Dre for the first time, and on Thro- Throwback Thursday, he he tweeted that as you know like as as he like owned it, it was like you know Throwback Thursday. Check out how I met Dr. Dreyer, and and it was my comic, and that creates an instant legitimacy, and it makes me like breathe a sigh of relief because it's like okay, cool. I didn't like. There's nothing like so glaringly wrong or something that like he has a problem with it. In fact, he liked it enough to share it with like his nine million followers on Facebook. Yeah, you know. Um. So it's been pretty pretty. Good generally. So do your do your followers go up when something like that happens? Yeah, yeah. The you? followers go up. You know, I I take a look at Amazon just to see what's happening, <laughs> and 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 those numbers go up. Um, <laughs> so it's cool. And then what kind of um what what like what kind of network do you have? I mean, so you got Ice Cube out there, obviously following you, I guess, or someone maybe pointed it out to him or something. Yeah, you and, know what's what's real cool is um at least for the the first batch like the first handful of hip-hop family tree monthlies on the inside cover uh there's all these like i'll be on each one there will be these photographs of like different rappers like holding up their copy (laughs) because just on instagram these things will pop up you know it's not like i'm not a cornball i'm not going up to them (laughs) like asking them to do this but i'll just see it and people will will make me aware of this Mm -hmm. so then i would uh contact the photographer and asking just for like a high-res version yeah. to, that I could use for print, give them credit, like send send them free copies or whatever. Yeah. So I, I have like Bambata in the first one holding off a copy with with him on a cover. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like you know, it's super cool. It's, it's super cool. pretty surreal. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I like that too because like when if, if, if people – you know, are salty about it or something. It's like, yeah, well, you know, I'll trade you for Bambada. <laughs> Who are you again? Yeah. yeah. Uh, with the with the issues with the monthlies, I know like the collections and stuff. You've got a bunch of pinups from guest artists. Are you gonna have stuff like that in the monthlies? Yeah, the um, just some pretty verbose. So there will be a lot of pages of this commentary stuff, kind of like mm-hmm. similar similarly formatted in the way that uh, the Alan Moore stuff is in the back of the From Hell collections or um. What Chester Brown does with, with a lot of his books, um, but in the pages that are available after that, uh, I I have a lot of plans for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And then uh, any kind of variant covers, or we we keeping it all at Pittsburgh covers. Oh, like with other cartoonists? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't let anybody else do, do covers. <laughs> um, yeah, like just 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 me. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody? Uh, any other questions? Um, I'll go back here. You win. <laughs> you go back. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just really shouldn't, man. I just shouldn't, shouldn't put that stuff out there. But, but that's because this is being recorded. Like, I will be at table <laughs> AA ten eleven, and like, like mano y mano. Like, you know, I believe in. Uh, free speech. <laughs> I just don't want it on record. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want, like, I wouldn't claim that responsibility. Uh, this, like, you know, this is just my contribution. You know, rather than just being like a culture vulture and just taking and be and consuming, like, like, I'm taking everything that I absorbed in the past and just kind of like making something as a contribution to the culture. That's sort of how, how I see it. Yeah, but I, I don't feel any pressure. You have to, when you make something, you really have to kind of like lack some self-consciousness uh, because you create a vulnerable position by just putting your work out there. Like, like, you know, it's out there to be judged. And I can't, you know, perception is reality. Whatever you think about my comic uh, is what you think. Like, and it's, it's, it's your reality, you know? And, and, and uh, the best way to have happiness in this world is to... Um, is to change the things that you have power over and to kind of slough off the stuff that you don't. And and so like I can't I'm not a debater. Like I can't change I can't
can't sway your opinion. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, even if you wouldn't say that you're the definitive, I mean, what you're doing right now is definitely contributing to the culture of hip-hop. I, I mean, wanted, it's, it's definitely part of it. I, I think so. Like, like I, I know I'll have, uh, I'll consider it successful when a rapper, like, uses hip-hop family tree in a lyric sometime <laughs> or something. And I think it, it sounds crazy now, but but I think it could happen. Yeah, go ahead. I take it very seriously. Like if you go to downstairs on the convention floor where everybody is, and you take a look at the, the creators, uh, the creators with the biggest lines are clearly people who are having a ball doing what they're doing. You know, like it, you could read that on the page. Like it comes off the page. And it resonates with the reader, um, and and I think it's, you know, comics is a hard, laborious thing to to endeavor in creating. Uh, so you you might as well like do what you want to do, you know, go where your um, where your kind of uh, interests lie, and that's that's my strategy forever. You know, like I'm not I'm not like a like a um, Work, work for hire, dude, or whatever. Competent? Yeah, I mean, I am competent, but but there should be or there are better, better adjectives. Well, definitely integrity. Yeah. You um, you've got a solid contract with uh, Fanographics. You've got a few books lined up in the future that they're that they've got you down for. I mean, well, we're, you, we're going to do six of these hip hop books for sure. Yeah. We're, we have a we have a, a good relationship on this project, um, and I have a million other fictional ideas and and a lot of other kind of comic ideas that I plan on doing. Like I said, it takes about a year to put one of these hip hop books together. Mm -hmm. So at the end of volume six, if I still am having as much fun as I'm having right now, I'll keep going. About but, about where is that going to put? Mm, you I'm not thinking about it. Two pages a week, man. That's all I think about. <laughs> timeline. You know, we're in the timeline. That's going to leave. Yeah, us. two pages a week. <laughs> like I just can't. Like it, it's the difference of like imagine being, uh, you know, six volumes, right? So like imagine being on page one of eight hundred. Like that's just not a good place to put your mind when you have work to do. So every week I have a victory. Yeah. I finish my two-page strip. Yeah. That and that's all I think about. And then I take a look at my accumulation over the past year, and I'm like, wow, I like I'm almost done with this book, and it yeah. happens effortlessly. I never feel pressure. Yeah. I know you said like as soon as you finish something, you send, you throw it up online like with your Facebook. I know you've put up like you were talking about covers, and you you'll show your process like hey, how about this idea? Or this is an idea that I did, but I went with this instead. Yeah. I mean, um, so what what drives you to share like all that stuff? Is it just to be part of it to help other people be part of it? Like, see, now we're going to get morbid because a part of it is is uh just um uh mortality uh like like you know anything could happen man so it's like i just keep sharing my stuff because hey man maybe i have a heart attack like 10 minutes from finishing something so it's like i at least want it to be seen when i when i was younger doing work with um harvey picard i, I used to just draw comics for this uh underground comics legend uh harvey picard who used to make a comic called american splendor uh i had like a i, I was working on a book for like 14 months and never shared an image and barely came out of the house. And that, those thoughts were in my mind a lot where it's like, wow, if I die, you know, in the middle of making this, like on month 13 of, you know, 14 months total working on this thing, then like, what the hell? Man? Like, 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 <laughs> you know, it, it would just be a shame to not like have some kind of uh, feedback or something. So, you know, I just put the stuff out there. Like, that's the cool thing about kind of being your own boss is you don't have to like, like worry about some editor telling you you can or cannot do this or that, you know. Like I, I do very, very, very little um, outside work. And like the only stuff that I'll do is something that completely excites me. And I have like two like super top secret projects that I'm working on with like favorite rappers. Uh, but it has to be top secret because I signed a thing that requires me to keep my mouth shut. And I think it's stupid and I think it's dumb, but I signed my – my sort of name on that line, mm -hmm. and I do have integrity, so I won't abuse that. Right. But man, it's going to be cool when it 
comes out. And, and I just hope that I'm alive when yeah. it comes out. You know, it should ha- it should happen this year. Well, I hope you're alive too then. Yeah. Man. I mean, I think I will be. <laughs> but you never know, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a long drive from here back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> this could be my last uh my last word. <laughs> my I'm last gonna, podcast. This. Oh, jeez. No, I don't I'm not even thinking about that. Yeah, try to like, save it I, in this last 15 you, minutes. You man. and the other guys try to make it positive. You, you and the other guys in that car, man. I can't lose you guys. You yeah. guys are huge contributors to comics and stuff. Yeah, uh, to be honest, like uh every <laughs> every year coming down here to North Carolina from Pittsburgh uh, with Jim Rugg and Tom Scioli, uh, two of the smartest guys I know. Um, the drive down here is about eight hours each way. So I have 16 hours where I'm holding hostage the two smartest people I know. And every year during this weekend, I get my best ideas for the year come, going forward in business, in life, in strategy. So this is like a very, very important um, like weekend for me, like annually. Mm-hmm. And then you share you share studio space with Tom, who's working on Transformers vs. GI Joe. Yeah, like what, like I I sort of created an environment where, you know, at my place, uh, it's kind of an open door policy to the creative people of Pittsburgh. So like he comes, he's a part of it. Yeah. But he's not the only like you know, I don't draw comics alone. Like I'm not like one of one of those people, like one of many people <laughs> who 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 like sit in their their hole mm-hmm. and emerge with a finished comic and they're all by their lonesome or something like that. Like I don't do that. Um I like to draw with friends and hang out and Pittsburgh is a very cheap place to live. Um therefore there are a lot of artists and creative people who live there. Mm-hmm. Um so people of all stripes come through, fashion people, like fashion designers, um, prose writers. I have a lot of friends who come in. They're like working on their PhD. And there's even a fetish model who edits her pornography every now and again, like just just hanging out because I have fast internet so she can <laughs> upload easy. <laughs> does, uh, does, does Tom be in there? Does he, do you run things by him at all? And stuff? Yeah, we definitely look over each other's shoulder and stuff. And, and, and his work has influenced me by just like the proximity of just like te- checking out his stuff. And I, uh, I know that, uh, just at least like as a person, like I influence some of the stuff on his Transformers vs. GI Joe, because there's, there are these panels where, uh, Megatron rips off Bumblebee's head and, and, and wears it like a, like a locket <laughs> on a, with a dookie rope chain. Yeah. yeah. Around his neck, man, and it's like you know, it looks like Rock Him on paid, the Paid in Full album. Yeah, and you did a cover for uh, GI Joe's for Transformers vs GI Joe. Yeah, which is pretty solid. Yeah, so and I and I that, and that same hip hop imagery look to it. Yeah, and I'll, I'm playing around with some of that Kirby foreshortening that just because it looks super fun whenever I look over at Tom and he's yeah he's like doing some wild kind of poses and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Question in the back. Yeah, like, like I, I, I don't know that 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 uh, you know, on the spot like this, I could come up with with a with a good answer for that. To be honest, but I think that um, I think it's really important to just inspire curiosity in people, so that um, they just proactively um, kind of dig deeper and and uh, you know, figure out within themselves how, like how to contribute. Like I don't, I don't think. That um, I kind of kind of think that it's counterproductive to to have like um, big visions to start in in a way like like maybe it's good for some it's not good for me like like I just started off doing this simple thing and then I just fell deep into this rabbit hole where I where I'm where I'm totally into it you know what I'm saying Um, but that could be a daunting scary thing for for a lot of people to just like make that grand statement. And kind of set yourself up for a battle that you might not be able to win. Um, I do think that that education is the responsibility of the student, not the teacher. So it needs to be like a proactive thing within, you know, just yourself. The way hip hop works, uh, in a in a sort of unfortunate way, by and large, is it's very 
con- consumer driven stuff meaning that like for instance when i was a kid hip hop say middle school like 1990 91 it was approaching well we'll say 94 like it was all over mtv it was insanely popular yo mtv raps goes away because we don't need yo mtv raps to see a rap music video because it's on at any given moment uh on the station um so it's ex- insanely popular and and I discovered that I'm still doing it wrong at that time because I'm digging deeper and people are like, my dad listened to Slick Rick. Like, why are you listening to that, man? Like, we're trying to listen to like this new Hype Williams Jay-Z <laughs> music video, which I'm not knocking because I do like Jay-Z, but you see what I'm saying? Like, it's very like, if you listen to something that's six months old, you're dusty. Like, if you, the thing that you listen to at the end of the school year, if you're still listening to that three months later when school starts up again, you're 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 corny and and you know that is that has always been a problem with hip hop and and it's never um it's not like that for almost any other musical genre where people you know like you know they'll still call out uh Led Zeppelin as an influence or this or that um a lot of the the hip hop pioneers most are still alive and they can um you know be hanging out in this very room or something and like nobody would even know because they're just not putting it on a spotlight like that you know it's an unfortunate thing um but in terms of of creating a solution to to make that ha- I, like i just couldn't we all just have to do what we can to kind of contribute to to um the knowledge you know because knowledge is a part of those elements that bambada laid down it's not just the graffiti and all that stuff like knowledge is is certainly a component. All right, we get one more here and then we'll close it out. Yeah. So so in hip hop, you know, sampling, the idea of taking like an older kind of drum break or something like that and incorporating it into something new uh and making, you know, making something new with an old James Brown drum beat or something. Uh, you know, that's common practice. And in comics the same thing exists. There there are people who trace panels from from a comic from the 60s to try to achieve a certain effect or something like that and and they call it swiping um in a lot of ways like if as long as you're you use it as kind of like a kind of a tool or something and you certainly call it out like you don't try to like steal some weird kind of credit or something uh i would say that it's an extension of human evolution and what i mean by that is like the whole spirit of evolution the darwinian thing it's all about taking the best of what came before sloughing off the garbage you take the best you put your spin on it and now you have something new and it's progressed the culture humanity the medium whatever it may be so so i kind of look at it like that where where you know if you follow my stuff on twitter or facebook or tumblr First off, I'm unapologetic about it. And second off, I put it out there immediately. And usually, and a lot of times, it's a very clear homage to like a famous scene in a comic or or something like that, you know? So it's not like, I'm not trying to pull the wool over somebody's eyes or just like put this in there and just kind of take credit. Like, look at this great thing that I drew. And it's like, yeah, that's the cover of Action Comics 1. We all know what that looks like. Yeah, you're pretty straight up about it when when you swipe something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, makes it, it makes it more fun. It really does because like, like it's not at that point. It doesn't feel like stealing. It feels more like an homage. It feels more like saying like, "Here's my roots," you know. Yeah, this is where I come from, and sharing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally like I said. The the uh, the, the the if you read my comic superficially, you are reading about the history of rap music. But if you are an abstract thinker and you and you pay a little bit more attention, and if you have both feet in the the cultures that I am a part of, then you get a way more rich experience and you see that it is kind of like underlying there's a, the, the tandem relationship between comics and hip hop, which has gone back since the 40 year kind of birth of the culture of hip hop in the seventies. Um, like, like it's these, these uh, mediums and cultures have interconnected since then. Yeah. Um, in many, many ways. And so, like, my thing is just kind of like a confluence of both. 
Yeah, I know I've talked to you about that before, about like the the tie between hip hop and, and comics and yeah. just how they're all just, you know, they're all super big superheroes, you know, in their own mind, at least some of them. But yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's when all it, when, about the big and the over the top, like yeah. comics and, and, and hip hop. You know, the earliest graffiti writers were painting Von Baudet characters on the trains. That's the 70s. Uh, phase two kind of incorporated the Von Baudet bubble letters from from you know Cheech Wizard, the title of Cheech Wizard strips, the Kirby um, Crackle, Kirby Crackle, yeah. um, in the early '80s, Bob Camp, journeyman cartoonist who who went on to direct um, Ren and Stimpy episodes. He 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 drew and designed you know three rap albums, two Nucleus albums, and uh, Africa Bambada's Renegades of Funk record. Like I could go on for an hour about like how it was like a ping pong match between mm-hmm. between comics like. Like what influenced what over these past, yeah. you know, forty years, and, few, and it's it's really cool. It's a few artists here today, or this weekend, that have done hip hop albums, like big hip hop albums. Really? Yeah. Who? Um, isn't uh, isn't um oh geez, now I just had it in my head when I was gonna say it. And is, now is, is is Tex here? Tex is here. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did yeah, that. Yeah, he's sick yeah. in our mess age public enemy album. Yeah, Tex is here, and then the other. Oh my is God, Dennis Cohen here? Is Bill Sienkiewicz here? Bilkins, is, isn't Bill here? Yeah, yeah, Bill. That's the name. That, that, that oh, too, as soon as yeah. you asked me, I was like, I was going to be like, yeah, Bill Sienkiewicz. And you're like, who's here? And I was like, oh my God, I don't know. I yeah, just Bill forgot. Bill Sienkiewicz did that, that like, EPMD that was, yeah. album cover yeah, and he did uh, the that. Bobby Digital yeah. RZA, RZA thing. Yeah. You know, like that guy, I don't know that that guy was a comic book artist. Like, I think that he was an illustrator. I could be wrong, I, but I think that he is a commercial illustrator. And when I look at that, I, I sort of like looking at illustrations that are by illustrators, like trying to like do faux comic book drawing because it's so wrong. Like you could just tell that they <laughs> have never drawn comics before, but I can see they like they you know what they were going for. I like to thank everybody for uh, coming out. I yeah, like to thank, thank especially Ed for coming up here and, and talking with us. And uh, you you're down on the floor. We gotta hour or so left today and then you'll be here tomorrow as well yeah i have a bunch of copies of the free comic so if you're not uh too well acquainted with my work like please come down and uh, at least grab one of the one of the freebies so you get a good sample of uh, what the comics are like and you're at aa aa uh 10 11 aa 10 11 thank you ed my man and thank you guys and uh, we will see you later <laughs>